0: smell that smells like sunflowers to me boys and girls or is it a baseball field you know what I don't know I don't know all I know is I'm ready to leave Samurai Champloo back in 2005 so let's go ahead and wrap up episodes 13 through 26 or is it 28 I don't know here on Shonen and Suds Cody Cody we're back and I think my intro kind of kind of says it all doesn't it sir
1: yeah, pretty much. That's a wrap, guys. Uh Thanks for sh- thanks for being here for this episode of Shown and Sons. We'll see yeah, you later. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, man, that's it. That's it. But uh, you know, <laughs> man, you know, we're we're definitely going to unpack it, but uh I I do kind of stand by like I just I feel like I feel like I really had the nostalgic glasses on really hard while I was watching this and I'm I'm kind of bummed about it cuz I almost I almost wish we would have never watched it and I would have remembered it a lot more fondly than, than I actually am and that hurts. You ever you ever have that feeling Cody? Um
1: uh, trying to think if I've ever went back and watched something and uh, maybe Afro Samurai Resurrection. I thought that was a lot better than it was.
0: But That's fair. That's fair. But you know, but you know what, Cody, you know it is a lot better than it actually is or you <laughs> think it is? I don't know. It's the next episode of Shonen and Suns and I am your host Chris Adams.
1: And I'm Cody Snaggrass.
0: And again, welcome, welcome Cody. This is actually our last uh, our last episode before uh, Christmas. Yep. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas. If, if that's what you celebrate, Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, Cody, I hope you get all of the trucks and dinosaurs that you asked for.
1: Thank you, Chris. And I hope you get exactly the same except,
0: Oh, I, I better
1: maybe, maybe throw in, you know, some beers with that, you know, a couple oh, Celsius, absolutely. maybe some Aloha Ooh. beaches.
0: Damn right. Some, some Catalina line, lime mixers. Love that. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to, well, I don't want, I'm not ready to dive in. I'm ready to crack this fucking beer. So Cody, why don't you go ahead and lead us off? Cause I need something to wash this taste out of my mouth.
1: Well, Chris, I know you were going to ask what I was drinking, but uh, Chris, I'm on yeah. the final flavor of the Bud Light Seltzer platinum pack, whatever the hell this thing's called.
0: Man, you must've started early. Cause I was waiting to hear the can crack. <laughs> oh,
1: you didn't even hear it.
0: I didn't even hear it. Oh, That's why I was like. I was like, Ear to the streets, just ready to hear, and I didn't hear nothing.
1: Maybe it's, it might be because I have my mic in a new spot. Um, mm,
0: that might be it.
1: But it I, it is correct. Don't worry. I got the mm. the final flavor. I got the blood.
0: Oh, this is your final form, huh?
1: Yeah, this is the blood orange seltzer. Um, okay, I'm gonna be honest. This one is probably the worst out of the bunch.
0: Oh, save the worst for last, did you? I I, I like blood orange flavor, but it, I feel like it. I feel like it's probably what it is. And a lot of other things. Is it, like, just very, like, potent and bitter and, like, medicine-y?
1: Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> mm. And, I mean, the wild berry f- flavor was also pretty medicine-y, but mm-hmm. I think if you're going to have a Bud Light Platinum Seltzer, you go for the citrus. Mm, uh, yeah, that sounds right. Otherwise, I would probably just go ahead and avoid it altogether.
0: Yeah, just go back to the Natty Lights, man, the Natty Lights Seltzers. That's that's where, the way God intended.
1: That's right. And I might have to go back to the some Natty Lights, uh... Might be on to the Natty Rush next week. We'll have to... Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh! You know how I fucking feel about some Natty Rush, code.
1: We'll have to see if Santa Claus brings me a couple Natty Rushes this oh, year.
0: Man. Yeah, I feel like there's a joke in there somewhere with, like, White Claw.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but, Chris, that's enough of this seltzer talk. What, what about you? What, are you? what are you drinking today?
0: We're cracking cold ones over here, sir. I am drinking a pilsner from Oscar blues. It's called mama's little yellow pilsner or little yellow pills. I should say. And it's a Oscar blues is a brewery out of Lyons, Colorado. This is just their pilsner. Um, so super light, super easy to drink, super, super crushable. The tagline, it says, take two of these and call me in the morning. And I will.
1: Wow. That's, (sighs) that's, that's almost sounds like a natty light, like tagline that they write at the bottom of their like seltzers and all that stuff. That's, that's a good oh, line. Oh man,
0: I Oscar Blues is one of my favorite breweries. It's just a bunch of just a bunch of fucking good old boys making <laughs> beer. It's the best.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to. It's
0: pretty great. They, they make they make um they make like seltzers and shit too these days, which is kind of cool.
1: Oh yeah, everybody makes them now. But it's true. It's I'll true. have to. Uh, I'll, I'll accomplish the full the full seltzer catalog one of these days.
0: I believe. Well, there's plenty of anime to get us there. So, but. Before we get into you know other things, Cody, we're we're, we're going to be talking about the second half of Sham- Samurai Shampoo. And again, I, I kind of felt the same way about the second half as I did the first half overall. And you know, and, um, and we'll dive more into that you know as we finish it up. But um, yeah, like I was saying, dude, I'm just I'm just bummed that we actually watched this. I was really like talking it up. I was like, Cody, it's going to be great. You're really going to enjoy this. Do you like Bebop? Well, you're going to fucking love this. And I, I. I just don't know what to say. I feel like I feel like I let you down, and I've brought shame to this dojo.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think you let us down, right? I, I'm the one that that nominated this as a as a throw in, because mm-hmm. we were hoping to get Blood of Zeus or Castlevania, and uh, oh
0: God, we were really hoping for one of those, weren't we? Yeah.
1: Man, we were. Uh, but I actually, I think the ending of the show really, really mm-hmm. makes the entire show worth it. Um, and we'll dive into that, but Chris, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to just go ahead and jump Let's right in. Let's
0: do it. Yeah, we're episode 13, Misguided Miscreants, part 1.
1: That's right, Chris, in, in this episode we're talking about pirates. Um,
0: Yarg, Steve.
1: Yeah, our, our trio has reached the ocean, um, uh, and, uh, we run into some, some, some old pals, quote-unquote, from Mugen's past.
0: Yeah, some childhood friends, Oh, uh, was it, Koza and, uh...
1: Makur- makuro i think
0: makuro? Yep. makuro
1: yeah that's right and uh of course now that we're in the second half of this show chris mm-hmm. we're telling these side stories in, in two episode chunks
0: <laughs> yes you know jesus christ because you know they're still do it all in one yeah
1: there's still nothing here but you know we're just spreading it out as thin <laughs> as possible across two episodes
0: yeah, we're re- we're really stretching this thin like like fucking like like paper.
1: Yeah, so we meet up with this this chick Kozu and she clearly knows Mugen and she definitely has the hots for him. Um. Mm. Their little I I mean Mugen pretty much doesn't give a shit about like her even noticing who he is. Like mm. but whatever kind of reunion that is gets quickly interrupted by uh her brother Mukuro attacking and uh he quickly realizes that Mo- who Mugen is and like they clearly have like some kind of dark past together and uh mm. yeah basically he was the pirate that we saw at the very beginning of the episode yep and it turns out that these three uh they were all raised together on like this island where like they were the only three kids and everybody else mm. there was like a criminal so like i guess yes,
0: it was it was like it was almost like like, this island is where, it, it's like how Australia used to be, just like a giant, not like a, I don't want to say like a giant prison colony, but it's just, this is where like you would get exiled, I guess, to this island if you were, you know, a criminal.
1: Mm-hmm. And these three kids, unfortunately, that's where they had to basically grow up and. Brutal. Sort of, like, have a small friendship type thing going on, and we'll see a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, our trio, we're, they're trying to make their way to Nagasaki and koza informs still food. yeah yeah mind you we're still on the way and we're not going to get there for <laughs> 12 episodes 12 more filler episodes all right mm-hmm. um but koza informs food that the ocean is the way and that mugen actually knows how to how to work a ship like he's a he knows how to his way around a boat um but anyhow we got mukuro he challenges mugen to a. A weird contest where, like, they run to the end of this cliff, and, like, the last one to pull the reins on their horse wins. And then, like, if yeah, (laughs) if Mugen loses, he has to do a job with Mukuro, which I it's just pretty much something to get us from point A to point B. Mugen loses the challenge.
0: It's very typical, very Mm -hmm. par for the course on how we get these guys to go get to where we're trying to go.
1: Yeah. Um, so, like I said, Mugen loses, and Mukuro and his pirate crew, they basically plan to rob this ship, it's like a government transport, uh, he's, he's got, like, this inside man, he's got an inside mole that's on the ship, um, and they know it's gonna stop at this dock, and, like, they got this whole big, elaborate, I don't even want to say that word, but they got a plan, basically, to rob this place, they got, like, $60,000 that are on, that's on the ship, um, they're beautiful i'm in right um of course koza has the hots for Mugen. she wants to like run away with him um he kind of shuts her down uh, he <clears throat> and then we see right before this episode kind of closes out turns out Mukuro is planning to to take out he, he's got like it's all an inside job he's gonna take out his own man he's gonna leave Mugen for dead basically um and basically just screw him over um and basically just get away with the money with, for himself and for his little goon buddy. I can't even remember what his name is. Um, Sheeran, that's his name. But yeah, basically they have this whole plan to run away with all the cash for themselves and kill everybody else off. And
0: well, of course. Because this, uh, yeah, so, yeah, this is a, a government ship that they're uh, trying to pilfer here.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so... Koza, when she finds this out, she actually runs back to, like, the village where Jin and Fu are staying at, because they're not, they're not wanting any part of this. Mugen kind of goes off on his own to do this, um, and she informs them that that is a trap, um, and that Mugen and the men are going to get ambushed. Of course, we flash over to the scene where that happens. They, like, they start off their plan. Clearly, things go awry, and, uh, yeah, Mukuro, he like basically blows up the other ship that Mugen was on, and that's where this episode, of course, it's the big cliffhanger. Chris, will Mugen make it out alive?
0: Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, spoiler, we think he does. I, I th- you know, I think he's gonna be okay, Cody.
1: I think he is too, Chris. <laughs> um, so we're moving right along into the next episode because this is a two-part yep, two for some odd reason. The
0: first of first of a, a few in this second half, actually.
1: Yeah, and Chris, we, we actually mentioned before that there's way too many, like, long, like, almost music videos in this in this section. Um, but our episode starts off, Mugen falls into the water, and we see, like, a ton of flashbacks that are pretty, like, paper-thin story-wise. We see the one that Kuzo mentioned earlier, where, like, they're looking up at the stars or whatever. It doesn't even matter. Um... We find out that Mukuro killed Kuz- uh, Kuzo and his mother. Um, so, as if anybody cared about that lady, uh, she's dead. Uh, and this song, Chris, I have written in my notes that the song plays way too long and the flashbacks take way too long. Um, so, you're saying,
0: so are you saying that this is your favorite genre of music?
1: Oh, no, not don't... yet. No, no, no. No, 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 Chris. <laughs>
0: this is just a teaser.
1: This one is just the teaser, yeah. We'll get into the Japanese folk music, don't you worry. <laughs> Matter of fact, our next two-part episode, we're going to go over the worst genre of music. <laughs> the second two-parter of four two par- uh,
0: <laughs> multi-episodes in this last uh, thir- 15 episodes?
1: Yeah, 14, I think. 14,
0: um, yeah. I can't count today. Pretty much every except episode
1: except for the baseball episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's fucking baseball in this.
1: Um but we get a flashback with Mugen and Mukuro. And it pretty much just seems like he's betrayed him in the past. Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: And yeah, like, it, he's just falling for like his old tricks again. And Kuzo. It, it almost seems like she, like. She almost knew this was going to happen and she didn't warn Mugen. Um, so she's already acting a little sus. Um, and she asked. Oh, big time. She asked Jen basically to get revenge and kill, kill Mukuro. Um, of course. Our boy Mugen, he ro- washes up on the shore. He's still alive, Chris. He's not dead.
0: Oh, of course he is. Um,
1: but Mukuro and Shirin, they go off and they hide this gold that they stole from the ship in like a nearby cave. Uh, <clears throat> and then when Kuzo goes to meet up with Mukuro again, Jin obviously follows her, trying to agree with what she wanted to, to kill Mukuro. Uh, and they have a a quote-unquote fight, but I mean Jin's just a badass, so he
0: Oh, yeah, he, he just fucking lays waste to him and then kills fucking kills fucking Sheeran, too.
1: Oh, no, he doesn't kill Sheeran. Remember, Chris, uh, Mugen kind of, like, he's chasing after him because he knows he got betrayed. And uh, it's actually mm-hmm. probably, like, my favorite scene. Like, Jin basically informs Mugen that he's been deceived by Kuzo and Sheeran. Because, um, like, while he's fighting with uh, Mukuro... Like Kuza or Kuza, whatever this bitch's name is. <laughs> she uh, goes. Yeah, she goes into like the, the hut behind him and like her and Sheeran kinda of make off on their own. And uh basically Jen realizes they've all been deceived. Um Mugen catches up with them and this is actually my favorite scene of the whole entire show, I think. Is like Sheeran turns back, sees Mugen, who's basically on his last legs, and he like charges at him and Mugen just fucking Slices him to bits, Chris. And it is mm-hmm. probably the best scene of the whole anime. Um, but yeah, and then he basically just leaves Kuzo. Uh, with n- I mean, she has nothing now. Like her brother's dead. Mm-hmm. Her, her little boyfriend's dead. He's obviously going to leave her behind. Um, yep. she- so, it wasn't a yeah, bad Because
0: they're, the they're, they're the only ones that knew where the, the stuff was, wasn't it? Like the, the goal. They're, the, they're the only ones that knew where it was
1: yeah she doesn't she doesn't even know Mukuro and uh, yeah i was gonna say yeah yeah so nobody gets the gold unfortunately but uh you know she kind of gets what she deserves because she betrayed like a an old childhood friend um yeah
0: yeah she can go fuck herself that's right moving on that that's genuine dude that has been kind of the consensus with all of these side characters in this show they can all just go fuck themselves
1: oh yeah 100 percent chris um but moving right along, Chris, we're going into episode fifteen, which which starts mm. starts off with a very nice narrator wrap. Um, yeah. Su- super interesting to hear the our old boy, the narrator, spitting some bars.
0: Um, That's right. I give it four mics,
1: ah, Chris. I have a paragraph of notes on this somehow, and I don't even remember this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that there's somehow Jin gets money. <laughs> they're trying to eat. Um, and I want to say that the the money that they acquired is fake. Like it's all fucking. They they just got like a bunch of fake fucking money. The yeah. old counterfeit.
1: Yeah. There's like this kid at the beginning, and he's running from this like group of ninjas, and he throws mm. this bag of money into this water nearby, and ends up getting yeah, captured. Yeah, Jin. Yeah, Jin. And Jin gets the money. Yeah, Jin's fishing. Of course, he's a terrible fisherman, and uh... but he ends up finding this bag of money, so they can go get food. Mm-hmm, of course. They, they of course, pig out, uh, food gets all fat again, which she, every time she eats, pretty much from now on, she just turns into this, like, fat version of herself, (laughs) which is kind of fun for, like, some comic relief. Um, But the boys ditch her, and they head off to the red light district, of course, Chris.
0: Oh, yeah, because Mugen wants to get him, he wants to do the unskinny bop with, um, (laughs) there's a, uh, there's a gal, uh, what is it, I don't remember her name.
1: I believe it's Yotsuya yeah
0: yeah yeah Yatusa you, too, you shoot. yeah yeah yeah
1: Yotsuha I think
0: it sounds great.
1: doesn't matter. she'll, she'll be gone in 20 minutes, Chris don't worry. <laughs> that's right <laughs> um, but yeah basically um, she was working with the boy that was running away from the ninjas at the very beginning mm-hmm. while she's in her room with Mugen, she's kind of overhears like these the evil bosses of this town, of course because they got oh. every town has these evil guys. Um, and they're basically questioning this guy, and she kind of uses Mugen to, like, do her bidding for her, um, so he, like, beats up a bunch of these guards, they kind of crashed the whole, like, I think they're Yakuza members, but they crashed their whole party, um, and, yeah, yeah they crash their, they're making these counterfeit coins, like you said, the money was fake, um, they defeat all of them, and... Apparently this girl wants to marry Mugen, Chris. I don't know uh, why.
0: I don't either, but like they they don't because like they have to they have to finish what they was it, what did you say? They got to like complete their journeys before they can
1: Yeah, like when when each of their individual adventures are over, then then they'll get married. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's episode 16.
0: <laughs> oh, the uh, now we're on to our second two-parter, Cody, of the second half of this.
1: Is this one a two-parter also?
0: It sure is. Uh, well, it's oh, yeah, it's it is. called it is. Lullabies of the Lost, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yes, it's a, a, a two-verser, actually.
1: That's right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, our trio, of course, on the road to Nagasaki still, they hear these rumors of a monster. Um, Ooh. But Chris, that quickly gets interrupted by the greatest, the the funniest part of the whole show is this trio of rappers that, like, come up on them. hmm And they're rapping about this ghost of Yotsu Shune or something. But, Chris, the <laughs> that is by far the funniest part of the entire show, is the rap that these guys tell. Um, I won't recite all of it, um, but just... You sure? You sure? Yeah, I don't have any of it written down. But if you guys want to hear a funny part, turn on episode 16. Um, and then mm. quickly turn it off after as soon as the rap ends. Uh, but I anyway. I
0: believe. I'm trying to remember because they're like they're like carrying these boxes on their shoulders or some shit, aren't they? Like they got the
1: yes. Al-
0: like, almost like they're supposed to be like ghetto blasters. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, of course, our group has a, one of their typical little falling outs where they go their separate ways. Um, Again. Yeah, that's going to happen a couple more times too. Um, um, but Fu Fu ends up. Fucking falling off this cliff thing and hanging on by, like, a, a tree branch thing. Jin gets attacked by a swordsman. Another swordsman from his, like, his past that was, like, under the same master as him. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Mugen gets attacked by this guy Okuru. Um, yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that's it. Like, that's literally it.
1: Yeah, Fu ends up falling down to the water below. Um, she ends up getting rescued by this Okuru guy that fought with Mugen a little bit. Um, Jen also jumps to the water below. Um,
0: yeah, I and, think Mugen, the episode ends with like Mugen getting ambushed or something.
1: Yeah, he's kind of just chilling out in the forest and he's like, he calls out these police officers that are like clearly keeping a watch on him um, um, and they accuse him of being this Okuru guy. Um, yep. Which brings us right into the part two of the episode. He ends up fighting off the police, and he questions basically why they're after the Sokuru, um, and yep. they, they basically tell him that he went insane, uh, due to this, the quote-unquote disease, which you never really find out exactly what the disease is, and if you did, I don't remember what it was, and I was just rolling my yep. eyes at it, so. Yep. But basically, he killed a bunch of people, and he actually killed his own wife and daughter, is what the police tell Mugen, um, now, of course, as soon as this ends, we see a flashback of Okuru, um, and he didn't kill his wife and his daughter. It was like, he come, he basically came back to his village, um, and it was on fire and all the people were, like, burning inside and, like, as he walks up, his, like, wife and daughter come stumbling out and they, like, collapse as well. So, clearly, the police are lying. But, nevertheless, Mugen catches up with him, um. And he basically kind of explains himself to Mugen. Um, while this is all going on, our boy Jin uh, hears Fu scream. Um, so she, he runs over, finds her. She basically says she saw this monster on the cliff nearby. Whatever, Chris. I don't even know why they even. what the monster part of this um, two episodes has to do with anything, because there isn't a monster. Nope. It's just another student from Jin's old school. Ready to fight. Yukimaru, that's his name. Um, yep. Of course.
0: And Jin just fucking...
1: Yeah, like, none of these guys even matter. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, Jin kills Yukimaru after they fight for a little uh-huh. bit. Um, And then, before Mugen and Okuru can kind of finish their fight, the, like, police domain, they show up and, like, he recognizes one of the officials as, like, the guy who, like, burned down his village. Um, yep. But Akuru, of course, gets set on fire here, Chris.
0: <laughs> oh, of course. Yes, he does.
1: And doesn't even make a peep. He is literally just on fire and still gets revenge on the guy that killed his family and...
0: Whatever, Chris. Sounds great.
1: Jumps off the cliff and, uh... Yeah. That's, that's the episode. Oh, but we get a huge, like, story dump at the end, Chris. That the yes,
0: I was going to say, we get kind of a big reveal here, which, um...
1: That, yeah, Fu is revealing uh, that she wants to find the Sunflower Samurai to get revenge for her mother. Yeah. Which, at this point, I go, oh, okay, it's her dad. Like... Yeah. but Exactly. We'll, but we'll get that revealed a little later. Uh-huh. Yes. Chris, it's time for us but to go to an episode... Awesome family drama. <laughs> That's right. We, we go into episode 18, which is the, uh...
0: Oh, your absolute favorite.
1: Yeah, it's one of them. It's the fucking... <laughs> the paintbrush showdown here. Oh, I love um, it. Which, I don't even really want to go into this, because it's so bad. The things that happen in this episode, Chris, is Mugen learns how to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and two brothers have a paint-off thing that Mugen wins. Cause it's like a tagging competition. They are like graffiti. Yeah. Um, Mugen ends What's up w- winning. Which is nice.
0: Which cause... playing into the hip hop sense, of, you know, I guess kind of the, the hip hop motif of this show again. Which I really feel like in the second half of this show, they really just embraced the hip hop aspect of the show, almost to a to kind of an annoying degree, right? Because I mean, we were getting people rapping, we're getting you know, tag, you know, we're getting graffiti throwdowns, like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's very forced here. Like we we understand that, you know, but I liked. I liked the subtleties of it in the first half of the show. You know, with, like, the record scratches and, like, the transitions. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need it, like, shoved down my throat in the second half. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, now, the three rappers earlier was definitely great. Um, but this tagging episode is terrible. Uh,
0: yeah. it, it's the fillerest of filler episodes you could possibly have.
1: But, yeah. Um, Mugen learns how to read. That's the big thing and that happens. Yeah, that's here. all you need to know. Uh, moving right along to episode 19.
0: Um, yep, which puts us one away from your absolute
1: favorite. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where does this one start at? Okay. Fu is kind of like taking shelter at like this little hut, and this woman shows up asking for help. She's getting chased by these two goons. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, Chris. Um, let me just give you the, the brief synopsis. Uh, Mugen and... Jenner in town, and there's, like... I don't even know what this thing is, but they want them to stand on this, like, religious tile that'll, like, tell if they're Christian or not? Yeah. I... sure. Right. Doesn't matter, because that's quickly interrupted by... Xavier Third or whatever the hell this guy's name is, and he's, like, the... the leader of this underground Christian group. Mm-hmm. And, of course... They're being religion involved in this. They gotta be crooked, and turns out they're like producing—they're <laughs> producing these guns. That's yeah,
0: well, the, sure as God's got <laughs> sandals, they're up to something. They're up to no good. That's
1: right. I wrote down "guns for Jesus." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't—I don't mean to like sound like I'm knocking religion. It's just, you know, like if there's religion in the show, like it's—they're always crooked. Like one
0: hundred <laughs> with one hundred percent certainty
1: goes for games movies everything um yep this guy uh
0: when you ever hear the church of (laughs) fucking bad guys doesn't matter church of whatever well bad guys figure it out
1: that's right um every time basically nothing happens here they he um blows himself up with a bazooka and but at the very end chris we get we get a little bit of story we find out that the sunflower samurai is fu's father
0: yeah,
1: and I wrote in.
0: There it is. Big reveals as we're coming down the home stretch of this uh, this show.
1: That's right, Chris. Oh man. Where, and now here we go, Cody. Where are we at? Oh wait. Oh, we're here. We're, we're at the. Yeah. We're, we're at the blind lady. That's right. Um, basically, this man uh, provides some shelter from the rain uh, for our trio. Mm-hmm. Of course, they go in, and we hear the worst song I've ever heard in my entire life, um, which is Japanese folk music. And if there's anybody out there who like enjoys Japanese folk music, I don't want you to even listen to our podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah. this, this is so bad.
0: Because <laughs> you're part of that religious group in the episode before. You're <laughs> terrible. Right. You're, following, you're crooked.
1: You're following Father Xavier. Uh-huh. That's
0: right. The wrong path.
1: But this, this woman... This folk singer is uh, a blind woman named Sarah. Sarah, yep. Um, and she's kind of... She's really bitchy towards the group. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially towards Fu. Um, but it doesn't matter because she'll be gone in two episodes anyhow, Chris. Yep.
0: <laughs>
1: However, though, she asked the trio to travel with her to Huga, um, Which... <laughs> giant red flag here, you just met this person, and you're just like, oh, yeah, we'll travel with you. And I'm like... Yeah, fuck it. Hey, like, we're going the same way. Like, what you a... know every person you guys talk to is a bad guy? Like.
0: From fucking <laughs> start to finish, by the way. By the way, I'm glad you said it like that, because you... Look, I get it. I get it for the sake of a TV show to have, you know, plots that take you from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. But, like, Cody, after, like, the hundredth person I've met traveling and they all turn out to be bad, I'm just going to fucking stop talking to people. Yeah. I'm like, just going to keep my head down and just go.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, of course, this trio never hey, learns... we don't do that. ...never learns any lessons. Um,
0: nope. Except Mugen. He learned how to read. That's not the only <laughs> thing he's fucking learned in this show.
1: That's right, Chris. Um, so, basically, they agree. We have, like, another long, like, I almost call it a music video, Chris, where it's just more of this bad folk music that plays while they, like, Mm -hmm. time skip through them traveling to this place. Yep. But, anyhow, we find out Sarah has a child. That Mm -hmm. hardly matters, but there's that. Um, And Fu kind of wants to help reunite her and her son. Mm -hmm. Um, But turns out Sarah, she basically wants to take Mugen or Jin... For, with her on her journey alone, um, and yeah,
0: but I think uh, Jin is the one. Or well, yeah, Jin is I, the one that gets chosen for this.
1: But Chris, I'm not even sure, like, why Fu agrees to this.
0: Yeah, I I don't either. Like, it, she's it, like, it, it I all want, seems nonsense.
1: She's like, I'm going to take one of them. You just tell me which one I can have. And Fu's just like, well, um, okay. <laughs> like, there's no there's no fight. Like. Yeah. So, but then after it happens, like, she, like, gives her Jin, and she expects...
0: gin's yeah, Jin's like, okay.
1: Yeah, like, Fu's like, hey, will you go with her? And he's like, alright, fine. Yeah. And then she's mad at Jin, because, like, he didn't put up a fight, and I'm like... Uh, yeah! Dumbass, like, you didn't put up a fight, but... Whatever, Chris, yeah, like...
0: It, 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 no sense. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, man, like... <sighs> I just, I just, I'm still mad we watched this. Like, I...
1: <clears throat> but... We're just going to keep on trucking. Of course, Chris, about 30 seconds pass before Sarah attacks Jin on, like, this drawbridge. Um,
0: oh, yeah, of course, of course.
1: Which, of course, leaves us on our cliffhanger, because we got to sp- spread this thing to two episodes.
0: Of course, of course. And, uh, Sarah, going into episode 21, Sarah's kind of a bad bitch.
1: Oh, yeah, she is whipping Jin's ass. Um. Yeah. And it, our fight ends with Jin, he, like, cuts the drawbridge that they're on. Um mm-hmm. And that's where it, it kind of, we change scenes, we're over to Mugen and Fu, which of course they haven't taken ten steps away from this town, and they hear the townspeople talking about that this bridge collapsed, so they run back, they find Sarah, she's still alive, they can't find Mugen anywhere, they nurse Sarah back to health, um, oh, they can't find Jin anywhere, I'm sorry. Yep. Um, so Mugen goes out, and he finds, like, a bunch of Sarah's, like, he finds her guitar and, like, some of her other items Or I don't know if it's a guitar or what it is, banjo. I don't know, but all the music that comes off that thing is atrocious.
0: (laughs) It's the fucking devil. It's like rattling chains.
1: (laughs) Um, And it seems like Mugen is kind of suspect of Sarah. Cody,
0: I know you're more of a tambourine guy, so it's okay.
1: That's right. Um, (laughs) But now Chris, Sarah, and Mugen have their fight. Um, And she
0: kicks his ass, too.
1: Yep. Uh, And then, of course, we go over to Jin. Uh, Jen awakens and he's been saved by Madagi. Mata- Mata-
0: yeah, old, old fisherman fella. Yep.
1: Just He doesn't matter either, Chris, but he nope. nur- he nursed our boy Jen back to health. Our trio reunites. And they kind of d- discuss basically what's what's up with Sarah. Um mm-hmm. Mugen and Sarah have another fight. Um but this time, Chris, right before she's about to land like the finishing blow on Mugen, she like stops and he ends up stabbing her like she basically lets him win um and she basically she reveals that her son is most likely already dead
0: yeah she has nothing to live for now and it's just like then what the fuck did we just sit here for for 30 minutes
1: that's right chris we just wasted two episodes um whatever (sighs) because chris we're we're here
0: we are at the fucking... The, the mushroom episode.
1: <laughs> Probably the worst episode of anime I've watched this year. Um,
0: oh, man. Only this year? Ooh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, um, They eat
0: mushrooms. And they hallucinate. That's the episode. That's literally the episode.
1: Yeah. And... Uh, the best part was, Chris, is like... When I looked up... I looked up this episode because I was like, why, why did we even need that? Like, it's like the... Mm-hmm. It's like, like the mushroom episode in Cowboy Bebop was hilarious. It was like the be- one of the yes. funniest episodes I've ever seen. And like, yes, they're like, oh, we'll just try it again, right? It worked the first time. Might as well. Uh, no, no, this oh, is God, this God. fucking terrible. <laughs> like, and mm-hmm. the best part was because so, so I looked it up and I was like, what's up with episode twenty-two of Samurai Champloo? I just googled that, uh-huh. and I found like a forum thread where somebody was like. Yeah, I can't believe they followed up the epic conclusion of the last episode with this, and I was like, yeah. "The epic conclusion <laughs> of the woman just suddenly having no reason to live and letting Mugen kill her." I'm like, "What? Like these,
0: <laughs> these are some fucking head scratches on the back <laughs> on the back nine of this thing, man. It's uh, that was a... we've had more awful filler. I mean, to be fair, this whole." fucking show has been filler up to this point like we
1: yeah and it feels bad to say that because like we're gonna get to the end and the end is great like
0: that's what i'm saying dude like they could have just like had the first episode and then just cut right to episode 24 and just turn this into like a you know a a three to five episode oav or something you know what i mean just,
1: just have a little mini series um yeah but yeah,
0: because we get that shit and then we go right into fucking baseball.
1: Yep. <laughs> um, we get the return of Manzo the Saw, which, if you guys remember, is the uh, the narrator, who also doesn't matter. But yep. Well, trying to ditch out on a food bill, uh, Mugen basically gets taken out by this kid, and he hits him with a baseball. And when Mugen goes to throw it back at him, like the kid's like, "Oh, you're kind of talented. You want to?" Join in this oh, base- baseball, <laughs> play this baseball game against these evil, like, Americans that are, they have shown up and they're like, and they're demanding that they trade with them or something. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. This guy, Kagamari Kagamaru, he, uh, he trains up the trio for the rules of baseball. They play the game. They win. The end.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's yep. it. And it's like they're rag it, it was like a classic like here's a ragtag bunch against it's like it was like Mighty Ducks but with a dog and it was worse. Yeah, you know, that's kind of what this episode was, and it was baseball instead of hockey.
1: That's right. Um, and
0: we have the ragtag bunch against a I guess professional baseball team. What's yeah it?
1: They had professional jerseys at least. Um Yeah, there you go. But yeah, they win. We move on. And then Chris, we get now we're here.
0: Now, now we're actually now we're now we're at Samurai Shampoo. We're actually Welcome. watching the show now.
1: Yeah, when people talk good about this show, they're talking about the last three episodes.
0: Yeah, I, I think we figured that out. I and um, yeah, there here we are, because we're here. We finally made it.
1: We have made it, Chris. We meet with we meet up with Karia. Car- I believe is his name. Let's see. Um. Let's see,
0: yeah, Karia, yeah, Karia yeah. Kagatoki.
1: Yeah, and he's being warned by a counselor that our trio is approaching and that they're dangerous. Um, he informs him that Sarah has been killed, which Sarah was the uh, the weird spy chick who suddenly had no meaning in her life and yeah. let Mugen kill her. So I I guess that's not a filler, Chris. Huh.
0: Yeah. Could have pulled the fuck out of me.
1: Could have. But anyhow. Uh Karya is a master swordsman. Um, and he basically just sits and like watches his flowers all day. So at first I kinda of thought I was like Yeah, maybe this it, is the guy Maybe this is the sunflower guy. Um, yep. but anyhow we flash back to our trio. Fu suggests that uh they're like sitting around a campfire and they kinda of, like she's like, Hey, we should tell some secrets to get to know each other better because we haven't had character development yeah um, <laughs>
0: should we wait until 24 out of 26 fucking episodes to have these these heart-to-heart moments
1: yeah she actually like said that they didn't really know each other that well but in reality it was like they haven't is no character development like
0: yeah it's like oh shit no,
1: like there's no backstory <laughs> like you guys never learn at all <laughs> like,
0: i feel like the writer got to episode 24 and was like oh shit we do not know anything about any of these characters
1: that's right um so Fugen, or Mugen admits that he killed this guy. I, His story story's pointless and moving yeah. along. Jin says that he was forced uh, to bear the burden of killing his own master, which, again, we don't see any of that until later on, but he uh-huh. just re- repeats stuff we already know. And yep. Fu reveals that her father left her and her mom. She was very young while her mother was dying, but her mother believed that he was still alive, which kind of led to her going on this journey in the first place. Um, Mm -hmm. So, we still learn nothing about our characters, basically. But, moving right along, Chris, we got these assassins. Yeah! This this trio of, like, brothers, and there's, like, one crazy guy that's, like, a blonde, one dude with an eye patch, and then one guy in a wheelchair. And they are, there's some characters, but they're tracking our group, and um, they're basically killing anybody that, like, comes in contact with them. Like, they eat food at a place, then they kill the guy that was, like, running the shop. Um, yeah. And so on and so forth. Our, our trio is trying to make it to Itsuki Island, I believe is how it's pronounced. Yep. Yeah, so Fu yes. sends, sends the boys to go get some souvenirs, and uh, she, like, kind of goes off on her own and hops on the boat to Itsuki Island and basically leaves them, like, a goodbye letter.
0: Yeah, it leaves them the old John Deere letter. Thanking what... them for all the adventures...
1: That's right. She's gonna go off on her own, alone, to look for her father, which we all know Fu's gonna get captured. Like she literally got on the boat and I'm like, you're already captured. Like you might as well yeah, to it's that, yeah, that, that, <laughs> you, you
0: got you got on the bad guy's boat. We know that's what happened.
1: That's right. Um, but basically, she gets to this island. She gets a hint from a woman in town that there's like this house at the at the North Cape of the island. Blah blah blah. Um, we flash back to Karia. And he actually meets up with Jen and Mugen and, uh, mm-hmm. he basically informs them about Kasumi, who is Fu's dad, mm-hmm. and that the Shogun want him dead, and that they've been, like, he's basically, like, been letting these guys run free, um, just so Fu will kind of, like, lead them to where he is, I guess, mm-hmm. is what I gathered. but it seems like Kasumi knows where he is anyhow, so, you know, whatever, we're just, we're just gonna go with it, um, and of course we, we end this one out with a cliffhanger, um, and Fu, oh, go ahead. I'm oh no, here.
0: go ahead. No, please. I was going to say because Fu, it's the uh, the assassins that, uh, <laughs> like, you fucking like you hit the nail right on the head. Fu's pretty. She's not captured, but she's uh, she's pretty much being attacked by the assassins.
1: That's right, Chris. <clears throat> um, so we go. This is actually a three part episode, by the way.
0: Yeah. Um, so, way to fucking. You have all these two parters. Let's you know. Let's take it one step further to end the show. But. Again, these three parts are better than every fucking thing we've seen before it.
1: Yeah, it seemed like the first By episode's like, writing was way better, like everything was way better. Um and it only gets better from here. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, Mugen and Karya, they begin to fight. Um and Karya's, he's pretty much like he is the badass. Um Yep. Ends up launching Mugen out to the water, uh, and then he turns the Jin. Uh, and he he knows about Jin's past that he killed his master. Um and Jin knows immediately that he's like a member of the Shogunite, er, mm-hmm. Shogunite, not Shogunite. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: the old Shogunite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we d- we dangle people up from their uh, their hotel balcony.
1: <laughs> but anyhow, Chris, the crazy assassin, blonde, the blonde one, he arrives mm-hmm. and he basically warns Mugen and Jin that the that they've captured Fu and hurry to the the church on the island. Um, mm-hmm. So. Our, all right, the boys kind of decide like Jin's gonna stay back and fight this Karia guy, and Mugen's gonna go after Fu and try to try to save her. Uh, so now Mugen gets on the bad guy's boat, uh, and uh, then we get we finally, Chris, after all these episodes, we finally get
0: twenty five episodes in. We get we we finally get Jin's
1: backstory. That's right, and it turns out that Karia was the one that gave the order to Jen's master, to have his master kill him. And we get, like, the full scene of, like, his, him being attacked, basically, in his sleep by his master. And obviously, you can't see who it is. He, he slices and dices him real quick, and then, like, the moonlight comes in, and you see that it's his master that he killed. Um, yep. But yeah, we finally get that little snippet of story. Um, yep. Which is fine. But anyhow, back on the boat. Mugen's on his way, and crazy blonde assassin guy attacks attacks him because he's like literally a psychopath. Um, mm-hmm. And they like go underwater. It's it's an okay little fight. Mugen ends up stabbing him underwater and killing him. Yep. Um, and then we see Jin and Karya kind of like clash. We see we hear Jen say the line where he's like, "The only way I can defeat him is with this move." Um, and then they clash and we don't see any more of them for a little while. Um, so yeah. whatever. Mugen arrives on the on the island and he confronts what Unum, <coughs> uh, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I guess I the, the three brothers, the, the one that was just killed is uh uh Dink Dinkibu, and then you have Umanosuke and then you have Tobe. Those those are the three assassins.
1: Okay, the only one I had the name for was the Umanosuke guy. Yeah. Um just because he's like the main one, he's like the leader of the yep. of the three. Um, so Mugen confronts him, and he basically reveals that these three were the ones that were on the sugar ship that Mukuro and Mugen attacked, like way back when they were younger.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, so like, yeah, they they re, they're really like. remember all that shit that didn't matter? Still doesn't matter. <laughs> they're it's like it's like they're just trying to, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really care for this, but same thing with the whole Sarah thing. I don't like that they showed us these bullshit episodes, only for them to, like, try to loosely tie it all back together at the
1: end. Yeah, it's it's not... It's it's unfortunate that they, they even, like, go that route, but... Yeah. I guess that makes these characters matter a little bit more. Like, at this point, yeah, like, I was like, all right, so where's the baseball guy at? Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where's
1: the rappers? Like, come on. Where's mm-hmm. the... Where's the graffiti artist? At, at, like,
0: there was at some point I was expecting like a baseball to just come flying out of the sky and hit somebody. Right. But, it...
1: but yeah, Mugen. He basically makes an offer. He's like, "Hey, I'll drop my sword if you go, if you let her go." Hmm. And this guy immediately agrees. Right. Whatever. I guess he only the only thing he wants revenge on is Mugen. Um, yep. So he lets Fu go off and find the sunflower guy. Um, Mugen and him kind of begin to fight. Now, obviously, Mugen doesn't have his weapon at this point. Um, mm. Then, when we flash over, it seems like Jin has lost his fight because he falls in the water. Um, and Fu is approaching this house that she had heard about, um, where supposedly yeah. her father will be.
0: Yeah, so. and that's where. And uh, then we're going right into the last one.
1: The last episode, Chris. Mm-hmm. We made it.
0: We are here. We are here after all this filler. We are now, conf- Fu is now confronting her father. Uh, Se- uh, Seizo is, is his name.
1: That's right, Chris. Um,
0: Seizo Kasumi, <clears throat> the sunflower samurai.
1: Yeah, she comes up to the house and she basically meets this old man. And of course, the old man basically just lies right to her face and he's like, Yeah, I don't know. And then he's like, Oh, wait, actually, he is in here. It's like, <laughs> Okay, sure. Seizo's inside, and, of course, he's sick, and he's on his deathbed.
0: <laughs> God damn it!
1: And, uh, while that's going on, Mugen's getting his ass absolutely beat by this Umanosuke guy. hmm Um, but Fu, Fu basically finds it unfair that, like, she wants to, like, get revenge. I don't even know if revenge is the right word, but, like, Just she at least wants to, like... Get some
0: closure, She at right? least wants
1: to, like, punch her old man in the face at least once. Um, yeah, yeah. But, of course, he's basically already on his deathbed, um, so she's kind yeah. of upset about that. Um,
0: yeah, it takes the sting out of, you know, wanting to punch somebody when they're dying.
1: Right, yeah. Um, I think she still should have punched him, but, you know. I would have. <laughs> but anyhow, she kind of steps out for a minute, and uh, when she steps out, we see Karya. Yeah! He's approaching Seizo's house now, and um, basically just walks right past Fu and the old man, and he's like, Hey, I'm from the Shogun. You've been ordered to kill you. Um, you got any final words? And he kind of gives this like little bullshit apology to Fu. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: and Karya kills him and he's like, all right, well, now that he's dead, I got to kill his family members. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. And turns and, uh, makes his way towards Fu. And, uh, she's got, but... she's basically like running away at this point. Mm-hmm. Like while that's going on, uh, our old boy Mugen, Chris, he pulls off... It's kind of hard to explain in a podcast, but he manages to behead Umanosuke with his own, like, weapon in this crazy little battle they have, which... I don't know, it was a, it was a pretty fun fight scene. Uh, I wish it I wish it didn't get interrupted so much by, like, the... the father-daughter drama. Um, but yeah, he ends up beheading this guy. Um... But of course, Chris, there's one more brother in that group of assassins. Oh,
0: the the old fucking wheelchair warrior.
1: That's right. Turns out. Fucking
0: wheels, man. Turbo.
1: Turns out uh, he's got a gun from our old. The Guns for Jesus guy, Xavier.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Of course he does. Because there's nobody else that, you know, makes guns in this fucking universe.
1: That's right. Um, But yeah, he shoots Mugen. And uh, so he got that going on. Jin arrives right before Kari is about to kill Fu um so it's kind of like he's alive yeah he's alive um Mugen is like stumbling towards this the wheelchair warrior which we will now refer to him (laughs) as (laughs) Uh, it looks like this guy has like all this like sticks of like dynamite almost or like these explosives
0: yeah he is uh he is explosived up
1: yep and uh they, they blow up while they're blowing up Jin actually Like we see a little Inside Jin's head basically Of like him learning this Like hidden technique from his master That's like I guess you'd call it like a last resort mm-hmm. Where basically you let yourself get stabbed So you can land the The killing blow on your opponent um, So Jin allows Kariya to stab him um, And then obviously he stabs him back And so Fu's kind of torn up because, obviously, she just saw Mugen explode and Jin get stabbed. But, of course, Chris, Mugen wakes up. Fu and Jin are there. And before, like, they can even recover, they immediately go to, like, clash at each other. Um, And their swords break and they collapse. And, uh... That's kind of it. Kind of it, Chris. Um, Yeah. Obviously, they won their fights. Um... The old man kind of helps them get back to health, and while he while he's like nursing their wounds, he reveals to Fu that like that her father left his family behind, uh, basically to prevent like the Shogun dogs from coming after after his family. Um, so he did it. He basically, did everything to protect him.
0: Um, but we had no fucking story on why that was even important.
1: Yep, and we also have like. What's he protecting them from? Like, he says he's protecting them from, like, the Shogun dogs. I'm like, okay. From what? Like... (laughs) Yeah. You don't just join the Shogun and they go, all right, we're gonna go kill your family. (laughs) Oh,
0: this fucking guy, he's dead. This guy. (laughs) See that uh, guy over there? He's next. Yeah. But... Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It really, like... I don't know. It's whatever. Not a good story, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, and... You know, I appreciate you running through all that. Like, I, 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 don't know why I liked this show so much. I think it's because, because here's the thing: people love it, and the more I dig into why people love it, it's the music. It's really the music and the, the, um, I guess the 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 ambiance the show creates is what people like. This is a show that I like. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head last week when you said that you could have this on in the, as background noise. I think this show would be better as just like back, like the setting for just music playing. Like, that's it. No dialogue, no story. Just have this whole series, just various genres of music intertwined. And I think that would have been perfect because, you know, people like the, the music is critically acclaimed. Um, somehow this – the show is critically acclaimed um i don't know i don't see it i see the music yes i think this the the show was just a vessel to uh, to get the music out to everybody that's but i feel like that's like buying a 747 just to get free peanuts there's a lot more cost effective ways to get that music out to people
1: right yeah absolutely um and i should mention that like jen and mugen they recover a week later um... And, like, the, the the trio gets reunited, and Foo actually reveals that the coin flip that they had... It was, yeah, it was, it was it, a lie. It, it was all a lie, like a trick from the beginning. Um, and then yep. they all just go, "Well, see you later. Like, fucking... <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's it. That is fucking it. <laughs>
1: um, big gulps,
0: all right. Well, yeah, big gulps,
1: eh? <laughs> see you later. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was stupid. But, overall, I think the show is... It's very, like, simple, which we've mentioned before. Um, yes. But I, I do think it's good only because of the ending. Like, the, the ending three episodes. Um, even though, like, the story with Fu's dad is one of the worst I've ever seen or heard. Or
0: paper like, thin. It is paper thin. The whole narrative yeah. of this show is paper thin.
1: I, I think the ending three episodes just maybe is the way they were written and animated. Like, the animation is obviously very good. Um, Absolutely. And it just seemed like Watanabe, like, tries on his last three episodes. Like, like he actually tried. Like mm-hmm. which I mean it was kind of an issue with Bebop too. We we talked about it a little bit before the podcast that like mm-hmm. we wish there was more of Julia and vicious and like Yeah.
0: And and I think that kind of goes into what I was saying. Um I, I feel like that's just the way he does things. But I think this setting is a lot more restrictive to storytelling than something like Bebop, right? Like you can create these very interesting characters that have really weird pasts or really weird quirks about them because you're in a you're in a setting that you can just make up some bullshit out of nowhere. But, like, oh, this guy's a fucking space trucker, former yeah. bounty hunter turned <clears throat> space truck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do shit like that. What can you do in this setting?
1: Yeah, it's living- – Oh, he
0: lived in a village and he was a farmer and he had a samurai school on the side. That's it. it it's just like whatever. It's like don't give a
1: fuck. Which we visit like five different samurai schools, yeah, and like we meet like three different students from Jin's school, and like mm-hmm. Fu gets captured in every single episode, and the guys go to a brothel in every single episode. It's like, what? Like, what yeah, are we? What are we doing here? Why? Why is this show twenty six episodes? Like,
0: right. And I think that was the next point that why like, this show could have been cut in half. Like, we did. We didn't need half of these episodes. Hell, we didn't need damn near any of them except for like the first one to introduce the characters and then the last three to fucking bring it all home they could have easily tied sarah and the fucking jesus guns guys and like anybody any character that was referenced in the last episode they could have just smashed all that shit together into one episode and then given us just like a four episode like ova
1: like they literally could have done it like afro samurai like have it be like five maybe six episodes and yeah wrap it up like there's not there's not a story here like
0: there really isn't and again i remember this a lot more fondly and again i think it just goes back to where i you know where i was and what where anime was at the time Mm -hmm. because i mean anime was just really starting to hit its stride you know over here in the states if it wasn't because really until this point like it was all like Dragon Ball Z was like it, right? Dragon Ball Z, and maybe like Gundam Wing, like this was the shit you would see on Toonami in the afternoon. Was really all that was exposed that people were exposed to at this point, right?
1: Yeah. And so I, th- I th- and I, I think anime is continuing to like evolve, and like the storytelling is just yes. getting better and better. Or like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like like you said, like this was all we had, like, or this, I say all we had, but like. Like maybe this was like the stepping stones to like get anime where it is today. Um,
0: yeah, and I can see that because I mean, again, the the music is really really good. The animation is very very good. The fight scenes are very very good. There's just there is just no glue to hold it all together. Yeah. But, you know, again, I. I, I I still view it fondly through the lens of nostalgia, but it's probably something I'm not going to watch again, honestly.
1: Yeah, like I, it might be something I watch years down the road, um, but it won't be like a Death Note or like a Cowboy Bebop where, like, I watch those yearly. Um.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think, too, like, just to keep, you know, the comparisons to Bebop, because, again, these were the two that kind of, these were kind of like the big two when they came out, right? I mean, we're talking same, same, uh, same, what? writer creator wantanabe but like bebop in my opinion is just far superior like i think you know it's a show that has a great you know amalgamation of music genres and pop culture references but i genuinely think that if you were to take something like samurai but i guess if you take samurai shampoo out of this feudal era you know this 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 i guess the shell that it's in you literally it turns into cowboy bebop
1: yeah. And like, so, I know I said in the last episode that I didn't want to compare them or try not to, but like, it's they're like, the same show. They're making the same show, except the, the newer one is worse. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're making the same show, but you're restricting on, you're restricting yourself on the stories you can tell. Yep. Like that's to me that to me, that's, that's all I was thinking the entire time I was watching this. But again, back in 2005, I didn't fucking know any better. I was discovering anime left and right back then. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just think it, this one definitely, like... It just falls back in the race of anime. Because, like, I mean... Anime nowadays, the storylines are just... Too good. Like, uh, it's even, like... This doesn't even hold a candle for, like... Some of the more modern anime that have, like... Just incredible stories. Um, which is unfortunate. But I understand why people enjoy it. Like... It's very simplistic, so it's not something you have to, like, really care about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think if if you're
1: going to watch a Watanabe show, just watch Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that's the
0: big thing.
1: When this won, I was like, all right, maybe I'll just keep nominating, like, the shows that he made, and, like, Mm -hmm. now I don't want to. Like, like,
0: I'm I'm sure his other
1: shows are okay, but, like... What do I have to watch twenty six episodes for three good ones? Like, I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think. I mean, I, I feel like Bebop just stands head and shoulders above everything else that he's done.
1: Yeah, and I I don't even understand why the show's critically acclaimed. Like,
0: yeah, I, I think our, our characters I think... never
1: learn. Like, the stories no, paper thin. Like, yeah, the, I, like there's funny moments and like.
0: But I do think, and, and the more I think about it, Cody, I, I, I think it's critically acclaimed because it came out in, in, a, in a time. Like, if you look at, you know, if you go back and look at animes that were released from like 1998 to like 2007, you know, that's, I know that's kind of a big range, but like it's chock full of timeless, like classic animes that have influenced what it is now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and I feel like, I feel like, bec- I, I feel like it just rides the coattails of bebop success.
1: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like,
0: um. and, but, you know, but I guess my thing is, you know, I, again, I, I always like to bring up the fact that I am a little bit older and I, but I feel like the animes I was watching before that time period all had great stories they were just plagued with shitty dubbing.
1: Mm. And I, I would say this has like some of the best animation for its time. If not, oh, absolutely. Like,
0: yeah, it's beautiful. Like it's still very, very beautiful to look at. And that's the other thing too, around that time is when animation like really started to change and it. Uh, it has a lot more of like the modern, the modern aesthetic that we see now. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. I'm, you know, I know this is where we like to go ahead and put it on our rankings, right, Cody? Because uh, I know exactly where this thing is going to be firmly planted for me.
1: That's right, Chris. Um, I'll have you go first. Currently, your rankings are um, Cowboy Bebop at number one, Death Note at number two, Afro Samurai at number three, and Seven Deadly Sins at number four. So where where do you find room for Samurai Shampoo on this list?
0: See, it sucks, right? Because I like... If, if I could put it behind Season 1 of Seven Deadly Sins, but above the rest of the seasons, I would. <laughs> but which puts me in quite the pickle. Um, because, fuck, this is, this is really, really tough. Because um, it's either going to last or next to last. Um, honestly, I think I'm going to have to put it behind Seven Deadly Sins. Because... I think I got more enjoyment out of the narrative of seven deadly sins because the, the beginning started so good. And then it just kind of petered out. Whereas this, there was really no, there was no meat on these bones. I was just eating shitty riblets from Applebee's the whole time. Right. <laughs> you, you get like a bit of flavor here and like a bit of flavor there. But at the end of the day, you just wasted, you wasted your money. So.
1: I yeah, see the way you put that. I might have to agree with you. Before I was gonna put it above Seven Deadly Sins, but like you said, like there isn't any meat on these bones, like
0: yeah, there, there's nothing here. There's nothing that there's n- at least like I could go back and watch season one of Seven Deadly Sins, maybe some of like the following seasons, like an episode here or there. I have zero desire to go back and watch uh, watch Samurai Champloo because wh- while it's beautiful to look at, there's there's no narrative to bring me back at least seven deadly sins had a narrative that had some really great reveals in the later seasons. Um, Like the whole thing with uh, Elizabeth and Meliodas, how they're cursed, you know, like that was a hell of a payoff. That was a good reason to slog through the, the the shitty seasons and all the filler to get to that point. I don't even think the ending of Champloo gave me enough reason. Like, I don't think the payoff, like the juice was not worth the squeeze here.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it, it definitely went on way too long. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. I'm gonna put that at, at the bottom.
0: Um, yeah, it's at the, the bottom f- of the heap,
1: which sucks because like now I know we've only reviewed five full animate animated television shows, but like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I I don't know. It's I ex- tough. I expected like I see this on like top twenty five lists all the time. Um, yeah, and
0: and people love it. Critics love it. Fans love it. I don't know if these people have watched it in the last five years.
1: I don't, I don't think they have, which I think is a problem with like, like I think they're looking at the past through like rose colored glasses. Um,
0: yeah. That, that's the best way to put it. Cause I was, I actually was until we watched it again. I was like, I, I don't remember feeling this way about this.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> it's almost like I read an, an article the other day, Chris, um, and it actually was talking about way off topic here, but, uh, GoldenEye for Nintendo sixty four, like the yeah the Seven game. Like if you go back and play that, it's like the worst shooter you've ever played in your life.
0: Oh, it's unplayable. It is. But like, like, how like, the fuck did we survive?
1: Yeah. Off of this? But like, it used to be like the bee's knees. <laughs> like
0: mm-hmm. that was that was your fucking weekend, baby. Like that was, that's what you were doing. The homies were coming over. You were getting some pizza. You were getting some some Coca Cola or some fucking high seed juice boxes, whatever. Or Capri Sun. What the fuck ever? And y'all were y'all were going to town, except uh, Odd Job was banned. <laughs> Nobody could play as Odd Job.
1: That's right. Um, but yeah, it's like it's almost like the show like it has such a nostalgia for people, um, and I, they just think it's better than it is. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of a tough reality. Um, I I definitely will watch it again down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, just not now. Like maybe three, five years down the road. Um, yeah, but I, I was not impressed.
0: Yeah. I'm, I, and I'm sad and I'm, again, I, I I've said it, but I'm sad. We ended up watching this one so soon. I, I may, or maybe that's a blessing in disguise. Maybe it, again, like I said, I'm ready to firmly leave this one in the past right where I think it belongs. Just kind of nestled in 2005 when the landscape of anime was kind of changing.
1: Yep. And, uh, so yeah, our current rankings, once again, Chris has Cowboy Bebop, Death Note, Afro Samurai, Seven Deadly Sins, and at the very bottom, Samurai Champloo. Only differences between our list, Chris, is me and you have Death Note and Cowboy Bebop swapped. And that is yeah, it.
0: Yeah, and and I don't hate either one, because I actually really, even when I go back and think about what we've watched, I, I, I'm actually enjoying Death Note more as we watch some of these ones that aren't anywhere near as good as that. Like, it. We've seen such a broad spectrum of shows and movies so far. Like the the chaff is definitely separating from the wheat.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a gap between Cowboy Bebop and Afro Samurai. Um, Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Like I mean, honestly, I if like Bebop and Death Note are like kind of in this S tier. And everything else is definitely just kind of like swimming in the, like, the, those are the, those are the, like the studs, like showing off like their prowess on the diving board, <laughs> back flips and fucking, you know, really like, like, you know, they're, 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 they're oogling the ladies, the ladies got their sunglasses, they're looking, you know what I mean? Like, like, they're, they're getting, they're getting it in. And like the rest of this stuff is like, they got their little dragon floaties on their arms and they're doggy paddling in the shallow end. You know, one's the fat kid who still wants to wear a <laughs> shirt while he's in the pool because he's very unsure of himself. You know, but um, we all know in like ten years he'll be on the diving board. He'll be the next generation of stud. So, but yeah, it's a huge gap, huge gap between those two and everything else.
1: Um, but yeah, and uh, speaking of anime, Chris, we're uh, why don't you tell the people we're going to be watching next week? We might have already spoiled it last week, but uh, well, I'll just give them a quick refresher.
0: Well, next week, since it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be actually our last episode of 2020, we're actually ending it. Um, you know, when we did um, when we did Eight Man a couple weeks ago, like I had mentioned Metropolis, and I I, I just I made the executive decision. Uh, Cody has never seen this before. Um, this is actually one of my favorites, um, and I'm so bad. I feel so terrible that I had just like is one of those ones that just you love it and whenever you would see it you'd be like oh i fucking love that movie and you'd watch it but i it was not on my radar this entire time until like we were going and talking about like eight man after and uh um like katsuhiro otomo and like all the all these like classic um all these like classic anime writers and you know directors um so we're going to be watching Osama Tetsuka's Metropolis. It's a film from 2001 that was released in the states in 2002. Actually, I actually actually saw a theatrical release, and I saw this in theaters multiple times. Um, and it is a beautiful, 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 beautiful movie. Um, so if you can find, if you guys can find it, uh, I know Cody. You said you bought the DVD, and it, it's a cheat, it, honestly. It's one that you need to own. It's a movie that needs to be in every anime. Um, if you have, um, if you have like an at-home collection, it needs to be on a shelf somewhere. Like I don't care what form—VHS, DVD, Blu-ray—doesn't matter. You need to own this movie because it is an excellent, excellent movie, and I cannot wait. Uh, for you to watch it. And I can't wait to watch it again. Now this one I've actually seen more recently. I think the last time I saw it was maybe like 2010, 2011. Um, and I still love. Um, it actually has one of my favorite songs of all time in the movie. And my favorite Ray Charles song, oddly enough. And where it's inserted into the movie is absolutely beautiful. So Cody, I'm, I was excited for you to see Cowboy Bebop, uh, Sorry, uh, Samurai Champloo. I am fucking thrilled for you to watch this
1: one. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, <clears throat> if anybody's looking for it, I know it's available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be available to rent on their video side.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. I'll have to take a look.
1: I'm going to double check real quick. I'm pulling it up. I, I found my copy at Books of Million like uh, mm-hmm. or Stock, whichever, whichever one you guys have. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's on their... Their actual okay. like their actual like uh, streaming service, but um, but yeah, it's definitely. If you guys have it, if you can get a hold of it, if you can watch it, obviously we all know there's all those free anime websites. Um, oh yeah. So uh, if you guys want to follow along with us, please watch Metropolis, and we'll be yeah, covering it's that. It's
0: cr- critically acclaimed. Like we'll it's be. uh it's got um you know like most um most um like American critics gave it like perfect scores. Um, it's. The animation for the you know back in two thousand one was just cutting edge, and even like nowadays, I think it still shits on most animes that come out now. So, I'm excited, and, uh, uh, and we'll we'll dive more into like the narrative and stuff like that. Because I, I I actually Cody, I'll, I'll be ready to take the wheel next week and go over this one.
1: Yeah, I'm looking if, forward if you to you ride this. shotgun next week. It'll be great. <laughs> That's right. I'm 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 star skiing and hutching it, giving you the keys, Chris.
0: And uh, I'm gonna slide across the hood of the
1: car. That's right. Love that. Can't wait. Uh, But Chris, before we wrap up today, uh, we got a couple, kind of like a two-part question here.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, because you were telling me about it uh, earlier, and it it makes sense considering that we're coming into you know 2020s coming to a close. So uh, go ahead and uh, read these questions off for us, Cody, or the two-parter question that we have.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, what, what, what is the anime that like you most want to review, um, in twenty twenty one?
0: Uh, can I say like I I still very much want to watch Blood of Zeus and Castlevania? Do those count?
1: Absolutely. Uh, it's basically like, and the, and the reason we say it's a two part question is because the other one is like, what what did we say the other part was? Must watch anime.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is the yeah, the, the second part of that question, Cody, was um that we were presented was. Is there an anime that you haven't seen yet that you're looking forward to reviewing next year? So, is there one that you know? There's one that we want to review, and if there's, is there one we haven't seen that we want to review? Um, so, obviously, Blood of Zeus is the one, and Castlevania is ones that we want to do on the podcast. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to do those. Mm-hmm. Um, but for one that I haven't seen, um, the one that keeps popping up is a uh, Megalo Okay,
1: yeah, I've heard of that
0: yeah that's that's one that keeps uh it keeps popping up and it keeps uh like I, everybody keeps telling me it's like you need to fucking watch that it's really really good
1: mm-hmm. so yeah I that's,
0: think that's to me that's the one
1: yeah i think blood of zeus is definitely the one that i want to watch um and uh, and obviously like it's different now when we watch anime because like uh, we've mentioned this before that like we want to watch anime and review it on the podcast so like mm-hmm. we're almost holding ourselves back at times Mm-hmm. Like we've been itching to watch Blood of Zeus for so long. Um,
0: oh yeah, like but, I have to like, I'll, 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 it's on my queue. I pass it on, like, and it's like I really just want to fucking watch this like now, but then I'm like no, because we keep nom. We've we started nominating it. That means we're gonna watch it soon. So I'm gonna hold on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like scrolling past Seven Deadly Sins, or I'm like scrolling past Blood of Zeus to get to Seven Deadly Sins, and I'm God, like, yeah, that fucking d- hurts,
0: doesn't it? Yeah,
1: it's like. Oh, man. God. But, and actually, Chris... Well, what
0: about you, Cody? What are you... What are, uh, obviously, you sound like Blood of Zeus as well, but what are you looking forward to reviewing next year? Um, what's... What's is, is Blood of Zeus for you? It's also got you chomping at the bit, or is there something else that's uh, that's on your radar?
1: Blood of Zeus is definitely the main one I want to watch um, that I haven't seen. Um, Castlevania is definitely one that I want to review. Uh, I have seen mm-hmm. Castlevania, and I'd gladly watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, though, man. Like...
0: Anything maybe like, like low key under the radar that, I, you know, again, cause I, I'm with you. I haven't seen blood of Zeus yet. So I guess that technically would be my answer to both, but I keep hearing Megalobox. Like that's one you need to watch. Is there one that, is there one for you? That's like, that like you hear a whisper on the wind, you know, that, that people are like, Hey, you need to watch this.
1: Ooh. I'm trying to think of like what the most suggested one I've had is. Other than Demon Slayer, because like 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 you said, I'm kind of burnt on the. Yeah. On the whole, like, uh, like samurai. Era, yeah. At least for now.
0: Yeah, I'm over that shit right now.
1: I really just want to watch Blood of Zeus, Chris. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking me too, man.
1: Um, me too. Uh, you know what? I want to check out Fire Force. Uh, I, okay. I, I've heard a lot of thing good things about that. Uh, yeah, that
0: show's fun. It show's a lot of fun.
1: And obviously, like, since I've been collecting these Funko Pops, mostly anime-inspired ones, um, mm-hmm. Fire Force is getting uh, its own Funko line. I'm like, man...
0: Is it really?
1: Yep. Yeah. Fuck! Uh, oh, man. Yeah. I'll,
0: I'll probably end up getting some of those. Um,
1: uh, trying to think of what other anime I haven't seen that I'd really like to check out. Um,
0: oh, my God. These look so good.
1: <laughs> I also want to check out, like... Just for the podcast, Chris, and just for you, uh-huh. like we got to cover at least one slice of life anime, uh, just to put you through hell, you know?
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh my god! And I love that they're doing the uh, the artifacts figures too. Holy shit!
1: Yeah, Fire Force is is big. It's like kind of popping off. I've only seen one episode of it, and it was I I, I thought it was okay, but it wasn't like.
0: Oh okay. man, it's uh
1: it didn't draw me in too well. Um, I know, I, I think I nominated it a long time ago on like one of our first polls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll have to definitely throw it back in the rotation. Um,
0: yeah, it's a, uh, it's a uh, no pun intended. Uh, I, the first episode was like, I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then like the story starts to unfold. Um, I've only watched the first season cause I think season two may have just come out or it's not even out on Hulu yet. Cause that's why I typically watch stuff. Um, it's good. I really, really enjoyed it. And this was like at the beginning. This was at the beginning of quarantine that I watched it, so it's still relatively fresh in my head.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah,
1: it's definitely something I want to check out. Um, I still need to watch like the second season of One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like Bay animes that I haven't really seen. Um, mostly due to rewatching Death Note. Oh, of course. Every single year of my life, so
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta go with your greatest hits, man.
1: That's right. Um, but yeah, next week, guys, we're going to be covering Metropolis. So, if you want to follow along with us, please check that out. Um,
0: yep, yeah, and it's a it's a fast watch too. I want to say it's like an hour and thirty minutes, hour and thirty minutes, hour and forty minutes, something like that. Like it, and it's it's a fast, fast watch because like, the story's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody's ever seen like the nineteen twenty seven. Metropolis silent film um, it it's inspired heavily by that and it's a uh, this movie was and I, I'm kind of giving away what we're going to talk about next week but uh, it's also a a, a a manga from 1949 that's oh. uh, where Osama Tetsuka wrote the like that's when he wrote or did the art for um, Metropolis back in like the late 40s.
1: Oh, this is, so this is an old boy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the movie didn't even come out till 2000, 2001. And what I love his style of art. Um, and it just translates so well to like modern aesthetic. It's really good. Fuck. I'm so excited. Like I'm actually really excited to have like a positive outlook on on, on the outcast. Cause it's been a few weeks since I've been like, Oh, I had a great time watching this, you know? I mean,
1: no, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably, I might even pop that in tonight because, oh, like dude. I mentioned, Chris, I'm off for the next two weeks, so I'm gonna be cranking oh, out yeah, some. yeah,
0: right, the end of the year.
1: Cranking out some anime. Um, but yeah, guys, Do watch. It. Well, watch, as you
0: watch it, let me know what you think because I'm very curious as to uh, your, you know, your thoughts on the whole thing.
1: Oh yeah, I'll give you the play-by-play for sure. Um, Do it, man. But yeah, guys, if you want to follow along, be sure to watch that, and uh, if you want to vote on our next poll, Chris, we actually got a. You know what? We'll get to that here in just a second. We'll close with that. Um,
0: Okay.
1: if you guys want to vote for our next poll, you can follow us on Twitter at Shonen and Suds. You can also go to our Facebook page, which is also at Shonen and Suds. Um, I'm going to try to start making posts uh, to include the polls on there as well as the Twitter page just because we have more followers on Facebook than we have on Twitter. Um, And then, of course, guys, you can always go to our Podbean page and drop us a follow there. And our our old pal Zayim gave us a follow this week, so...
0: Oh, Mo! Thank you so much. We definitely appreciate. It. We appreciate everybody that takes you know that takes the time out of their day to listen to us ramble on about good, bad, or indifferent anime. We thank you. We actually we thank you so much.
1: And good, bad, or indifferent seltzers, Chris.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: Um, but yeah, Chris. What what I've, I I didn't write it down, and I didn't mention it. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna? just dive right into a new anime with our first episode of the new year? Or do we want to have like a a wrap up and like a preview of what's to come?
0: Cody, I I think what you're saying is you want to just, just take it all, take, take the the middleman out of the equation and just fucking start blood of Zeus in in 2021. That's what it sounds like. You're saying to me.
1: That's what I think. Yeah. You know, Chris, you made the executive decision to watch Metropolis this week. And I think I'm going to go ahead and and make the executive decision that we're going to cover. Blood of Zeus the following week. Yes. Yeah, like I'm
0: all for it. Yeah, like, sorry guys, we love you to death, but we're 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 gonna do Blood of Zeus, and then we'll have the next poll after that.
1: Yeah, it's it'll only be one episode, and uh,
0: yeah, it'll be a it'll be a fast one because I think it's what seven episodes, seven eight episodes, I think.
1: I don't even know. I haven't even clicked on it. Yeah, I saw I see the images, and I'm like, man, that looks good.
0: Oh, I, I I'm pretty sure it's eight episodes. Because uh-huh. I I always look to see how many episodes are on something so I can determine well if we're gonna wait for a podcast how many episodes is it gonna be I'm pretty sure it's eight okay but also too first season of Castlevania was only four episodes so I want to make sure maybe it's a little more a little more juicy than that
1: right um, so yeah that that'll be our next two weeks and our obviously our first week of uh 2021 thank God we can put this year behind us and
0: yes indeed but yeah Chris. do it all over again next year
1: <laughs> that's right like you like the meme you shared the other day with hulk hogan that's
0: right Coming How back great was that <laughs> i fucking laughed so hard when i saw that i was like man i don't think i've ever seen a meme sum up how i feel going into december than watching hulk hogan turn hollywood and drop the leg drop on macho man <laughs> at bash of the beach 95 i think it was 94, 95, no, 95, or 96. I don't know. It was when the NWO formed and that ring got full of fucking trash at the end. <laughs> so great.
1: Love it. Well, Chris, that's all I got for this week. You got anything else before we wrap up here?
0: No, sir. I'm ready to put this baby to bed and uh, just get ready for a Metropolis next week, man. I'm fucking hype for that.
1: All right, guys. Well, I am Cody Snodgrass.
0: And I am Chris Adams. Thank you so much for listening to us, and we will see you all next week. I hope everybody has a safe... And happy holiday. And, you know, we'll talk New Year next week. Toodles.